anyone that is contemplating utilizing video, don't avoid it. You need to start embracing it as soon as possible because it is the tool that will allow you to get seen by your ideal audience, whether you are actively posting on social media or not. And you need to trust yourself in the ability to convey your message using video and know that your ideal audience is actually waiting for you and they can't learn from anyone else but you. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are and wherever you're watching from. My name is Matt Pierce, host of the Visual Lounge, where we talk about using images and video in the workplace. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the things I think gets to a lot of people is that they think about video and they think complexity, they think difficult, they think challenging. But we're going to be talking with a guest today that's going to help us think about how we can make videos more simple and we can be more creative in that process in terms of just making it easier to approach. So. Let's go ahead and introduce today's guest. Edie Clark is a remote video producer and YouTube strategist. She is dedicated to assisting service provider entrepreneurs in harnessing the power of video to enhance their online presence and accomplish their business objectives. Edie's goal is to empower entrepreneurs to create effective YouTube videos that demonstrate their knowledge and expertise in their respective fields, attract new customers, and cultivate a devoted following. One of Edie's notable strengths lies in her emphasis on simplicity and user-friendliness. She understands that many entrepreneurs may feel daunted by the idea of producing video content, so she is committed to making the process as uncomplicated and as accessible as possible. Furthermore, leveraging her expertise in YouTube, Edie assists her clients in developing content that caters specifically to their niche and is optimized for the platform. This ensures that their videos are viewed by individuals who are most likely to have an interest in their content. In essence, Edie's primary focus is empowering entrepreneurs to expand their online presence and achieve their business objectives by harnessing the power of video. And you can see why we want her as a guest, so please help me welcome Edie Clark to the Visual Lounge. Hi, Edie. Hey, hi, how are you doing, Matt? I am doing so well. Thank you so much for being here. And I, I love your bio, by the way, because it's like, you know, I look, no offense to anyone who's been a guest on this show, but I read a lot of bios. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is what, this, and I'm guilty of this too. This is their job, this is their job, this is their job. And yours is like, this is what I'm about. And I love that it ties in today's uh, episode and that I'm, go I'm so excited to talk to you about this because I feel like I'm going to learn a thing or two. Excellent. I'm excited to talk about it too. Well, let's, let's dive into our first three questions here. So really curious because with this background and all the things you do, how did you get involved with using video in the workplace? Um, it kind of was an accident. I actually started out my career, if you want, when I first started um, or got out of high school, I was introduced to working at a TV station as an intern and learned every job there was and ended up falling in love with editing. And from there, I ended up working at a post-production company. I was supposed to go to school to study TV and, and radio production, but I felt like I knew it all. So I just um, opted to work in the industry for a while. By accident, got into sales, kind of got out of it after about 10 or so years and then worked in the entertainment industry in California before moving back to New York and deciding to start my own business eventually, which was a production company where we, my husband and I, uh, produced commercials for local businesses in Brooklyn, which is where I live, Brooklyn, New York. And then um, back in 2012, I decided to sort of go it alone 
and became a solopreneur and started virtually in sync where I really wanted to cater my business to individual solopreneurs as opposed to companies and help them have a presence online. And I started off first editing, but then I started to understand YouTube a little bit more and realize the impact that that could have for my clients. And one of the issues that a lot of my clients had was that they were overwhelmed by the prospect of creating videos. So I stepped in to help them create videos for their YouTube channels. That is, that is awesome. And what, I mean, what an awesome background to be able to take that stuff from like, who, who would have known that when you were an intern at that, that news station, that it would lead there. Well, that's, that's fantastic. I, I I love that journey and and what a, uh, an interesting kind of niche to be able to help people. Cause look, I work for a company and we're not a huge company by any means, but like it it is overwhelming, right? When you've got to figure out all how to do all that stuff, including more videos. So, well, let me ask you this, cause as we talk about this idea, we're, we'll dig more deeply into, you know, making things easier and simpler. When when we're talking about that, though, from a success standpoint, what does it look like that some like not about making video, but like, how do you define that when something is simple and easy? How did how, what does success look like for you that like, yep, we've nailed that that simplicity for someone? Um, For me, with my clients, it's when they're no longer feeling overwhelmed or stressed about the process and that they've realized I offer a number of different types of services. And and besides actually doing it for them, one of them is what I call sort of like virtual handholding. So I will walk them through the process of whatever it is that they need to do, whether it's learning how to use Camtasia um, to edit their videos on their own or just from the overall, I don't know what I want to create. How do I know what videos to create? I can walk them through that process as well. And in either instance, once they've been walked through that process with the virtual handholding, they come out at the end saying, oh my God, this was so much easier than I had thought. It's not, they don't feel overwhelmed. So for me, that is certainly a sign of success uh, once that's happened. Yeah. Well, I I love that. I was thinking, hmm, digital handholding, like, uh, do do you ever have to do pump up sessions where they're like, they've got the technology, but they just need the confidence. So you're like, just go and root them on. Yeah. And a lot of times that is um, either because they're procrastinating, because they're like obsessive about needing to be perfect. And I can so relate to that because it, you know, especially if you're doing this for the first time, my background, I was behind the camera. So I was not someone that was representing a brand or representing myself. And so when you put yourself out there and you're going to be speaking to an audience, it is very overwhelming and you want to be perfect. You want to make sure that you don't flub any lines. You want to make sure that everything looks as perfect as possible. But that also causes you to not do things. Yeah. And that is the dilemma that a lot of people end up facing when they've decided that they do want to realize, you know, they do want to to create videos but they're just so like frozen by wanting everything to be perfect. So I'm there to sort of tell them, look, I've been where you are. I understand what you're going through, but you need to take this first step and accept whatever the imperfections may be, which their imperfection is like, I don't see anything wrong, you know, (laughs) for somebody else. And so if I'm there to be their little cheerleader, that that works um, perfectly. And it's instances where we're doing remote Um, video production, a lot of times we literally do, I've learned from um, 
Tony Robbins, that before you start to do anything, whether it's a presentation and I do it in the, in the world of um, video, it's like you shake yourself and you jump up and down and you sort of, you know, get loose before you start to record because it does release a lot of the tension that you're tending to feel. So I'll do that with my clients as well. That's awesome. And, and I love that, right? That, okay, just got to let go of some things. Let's shake it yep. out. You'll, you'll be fine. So, yep. okay. Next, next question here is we always like to ask folks for a tip, right? Well, so what's, what is one tip you could give to our audience about using video that might inspire them or help them to be more successful? Um, oh gosh, there's so many tips in reference <laughs> to that because I'm such a firm believer that in order for you to gain visibility, in order for you to get that know, like, and trust factor down, you need to do video. And so what I tend to share with people in terms of tips that will help them sort of embrace video a little bit easier is they can do a couple of things. One is as crazy as this sounds, they can do live streaming. And I know mm. people are probably freaking out. Anybody that is not doing video is like, what are you talking about live streaming? And the reason why I actually started doing that um, for myself to sort of get the cobwebs out was because with that, you kind of have to just go with the flow. If you mess up, if you, you know, do something wrong, you just have to keep moving forward. So it sort of eliminates you getting in your head and starting and stopping and starting and stopping. But if the prospect of you going live to a bunch of people, which the reality is when you go live, nobody knows initially because... <laughs> You know, chances are you don't really have that many people following you unless you announced it to the world weeks and weeks and weeks in advance. In the first few minutes, nobody's even going to be on. So you're literally talking to yourself. So that is definitely something that I, I would recommend. But if you are afraid that there's going to be a lot of people, I would then just like if it's Facebook Live or if it's YouTube, just do it as private or only to you so that at least you're getting that act of doing it out so that you can get comfortable with just being on camera and looking at what you look like. Because a lot of people are afraid mainly because of when they see themselves, they're just repulsed by it for whatever reason. And I can understand that too. I mean, when I first started, I was extremely overweight and was like, where the heck do I think I'm going trying to present myself because everybody that I was seeing online were all like model-like. Mm -hmm. And so I was comparing myself to them. And that's the other thing. Don't ever compare yourself to anyone because you're unique by yourself. And there's only one of you. And the reality is, is that there are people out there that can only learn or, or understand whatever it is that you're talking about from you. And so that's definitely something you need to keep in mind. Well, I, I love both these tips. Uh, uh, you know, we started this show as a, a live stream as, you know, a response to pandemic kind of circumstances, like reaching out to our audience and customers. Mm -hmm. But but I, I completely agree. Right. Like there's the other thing I, I just say about going live is like when it's live, it's like being in front of a room. If you say something you're like, oh, I mm -hmm. didn't mean to say that. You don't like you don't stop and make, right. you just move on. You just keep going. Exactly. And, uh, you know, exactly. the, something about being recorded. People think, oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, you know. Freaks you out. Yeah. Yeah, exa exactly. And then of course you're, you're to your next point that, yeah, getting used to looking at yourself in the, in the camera, hearing your own voice, it is what it is. Like that's who mm -hmm. you are. Uh, you either, you accept that or you, you decide that you, you want to become a better version of yourself. 
Mm-hmm. But that comparison, theft of joy, the comparison is the, the thief of joy, right? Like it just doesn't work for us. So, Lord, yes. <laughs> so I, I, sure. I, 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 so I love that. So, so, Edie, let's talk a little bit about uh, this idea of easy and simple video creation. So, you, I, I love like the live stream thing, I think falls into that, right? Because yeah. literally, you point a camera at yourself, you turn it on, you, you connect to YouTube or wherever, and you talk. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. hopefully, you have a, a, a little bit of a plan. But from from kind of a creator standpoint, what what would you say to someone who's like feeling just the the barrier to entry is maybe a little high or they're 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 nervous? Like what what advice would you give about saying like, hey, how do I how do I keep this simple? Because I'm also the type of person I like the gear. I like figuring out the lights and the all the right. tech and like right. but most people don't. I, yeah. I think most people are like, I, I don't want to deal with that. It all feels yeah. overly complicated. So where do I yeah. start? Um, well, I'm one of those people that doesn't like um, all the over complication when it comes to gears. My background, like I said, was always behind the scenes. So I wasn't the videographer. I wasn't the gaffer. You know, I didn't do all the lights and, didn't, and things of that nature. So what I recommend in terms of tech is to use what you already have. And fortunately, in this world, we all have really great video cameras in our pockets that are our smartphones. So use your smartphone. And now post COVID, nobody can say that they don't have a webcam. (laughs) So you have the choice of either your web camera, which is what I'm using in order to participate in today's video with you, as well as you have your smartphone. And in some instances, you don't even need to have anything extra on top of that. But if you do, There are so many apps that are out there, particularly for your smartphone, where you just put on that app and that allows you to be able to record your videos. So one app that I love is one called Big View, which is a video teleprompter app. Mm. And that app allows you to not only use it on your smartphone, but you can also use it on your desktop. It's compatible with both iOS and Android devices. So you can use it on your computer as well, whether you're PC or Mac. And it allows you to either upload your script or you actually now can create your script using AI, which they've just recently, I think it was this year, they incorporated that. And you can read your script while you're recording your video using their um, video teleprompter app uh, feature. And so you can kill a number of stones, birds with one stone with, by, by using this, this kind of app. And so that eliminates the frustration of, I have to go out and buy some expensive piece of equipment in order to film myself, or I have to get this additional piece of equipment to get a video teleprompter because there's no way I'm going to ever remember what I have to say. And so you, you can use these types of tools in order to record yourself. When it comes to lighting, I recommend sit in front of a very bright window. If it's a sunny day, sit in front of a window, put your smartphone or even your webcam on a tripod. That's probably the only piece of equipment that you would have to buy. But some people used to use like bookshelves or Mm -hmm. they would, you know, Velcro their camera to whatever, you know, wall or whatever it was that they were utilizing. So there are ways that you can work around with the lighting. Sometimes if you're in a well-lit room, you don't even need to worry about the sunlight that's coming in. But the one thing that I would say that you have to be concerned with 
is your audio. If you're using your webcam, you need to have a USB microphone. And if you're using your smartphone, ideally you should have a lavalier, although there are some really good audio capabilities like on your iPhone and on your like Samsung's really high-end um, Android phones as well. So there are ways that you can work around the equipment concern. Absolutely. So you you mentioned, uh, you know, in the kind of connection with the teleprompter, the idea of writing a script. And I'm curious for you, as you work with these solopreneurs and individuals, I, I also know there's some hesitations around writing scripts because writing script for video is different than maybe writing for lots of other purposes, right? And so what's your advice that you would give? Do you recommend people do scripts? Should they outline, just maybe do an outline? Uh, how would you coach someone through that? Um, I always try to understand what their sort of genius zone is, if you mm -hmm. will. Um, there are going to be some people that are naturally really good at writing and they know their stuff so well that it's very natural for them to just speak, you know, naturally. I've had clients where they basically use bullet points. And so they would probably put it on a post-it and then put the post-it right underneath their camera. And that would be their guide. If that's you, by all means, do that. However, if by the fact that there's a light on that camera that just freaks you out and you know that you're going to lose your train of thought, even if you have the bullet points in front of you, then I highly recommend doing a video teleprompter. What I do recommend, though, is that it's imperative that you write your script the way that you naturally speak. So don't write it the way that you would write a blog post or an article. Write it the way that you naturally um, talk so that it comes off as natural and it doesn't come off as if you're reading. Um, and that's for people that are comfortable being able to sit down and write a script, which there is that camp of people. If you're like me and writing is really difficult, you can come up with the ideas of what you want, the topics that you want to talk about. But when it comes to actually formulating it into a script, that's where you tend to go off um, in a different direction. Then I highly recommend implementing AI. And so I use tools that will allow me to write scripts in the format that I need to write them in. And you can use, there are so many, besides ChatGPT, before ChatGPT came along, there were other tools that were out there. Um, one that I use is jasper.ai mm -hmm. and I will write it using that tool and then I'll edit it so that it sounds like me. And then I will put that into the um, app and then read that from there. But like I mentioned before, Big View does now have an AI writer in it and I've tested it out and it's phenomenally good. I'm really impressed it. I didn't think that it was going to be that great, but it is actually pretty impressive. Definitely a, a world where some of these, these challenges and things that we've had to overcome is getting, it's getting easier. Uh, but I like the emphasis that you got to put it in your own voice. You've got to yeah. make it your own in addition to getting that jump start. I'm curious as you, you know, obviously you, you work with a lot of great people. You're, you're an expert at this process. What are the other big hangups that you find people when they're in this process of trying to learn to make video or starting to make video? What, what else catches people as like, oh gosh, this is the sticking point to make, to getting to done. I, 
I, I and and it, after we go through this, I want to come back to the idea of the perfectionism, but mm-hmm. kind of in in this intermediate, what 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 are the sticking points though that people have? Um, the biggest sticking point if somebody, especially usually the the ones that are okay with filming themselves and they're like they got their act down and they're they're cool with that, then usually the next sticking point is they don't want to edit because they just find that process overwhelming. Mm. And um, so they'll avoid that at all costs. And there are tools that are out there that make editing a lot easier um, now. And it's getting to the point now, to be truly honest with you, that uh, recent calls with um, some clients where they don't even want to use a tool that makes editing easier. Like there are tools that are out there where you can literally edit your video using text. Mm -hmm. I thought you can't get any easier than this. And then they did. And the way that they have is that they now, you can upload videos to a number of different platforms and the platform will edit the video for you, including adding in jump cuts, including adding, uh, removing silences. So there's like, you know, you paused for an abnormally long time between two sentences. It will remove those things. Um, it'll do jump cuts where it'll go from full shot like this to a close up. Um, it'll remove any sort of background noises, um, you know, things of that nature. There are a lot of tools that are out there now that will do that for you. So that up until now had been the hold up for a lot of people who either were comfortable or uncomfortable filming themselves. But then the the next roadblock is usually video editing because they they definitely see that as, oh my God, this is just so complicated. As simple as it is in, in a lot of instances, and I've taught people whether it's, you know, using Camtasia or if it's using, you know, another platform like Descript or something, it's, you know, they realize it afterwards but they still are, I don't want to say lazy. That's not the word because I understand it. It's like, it's just an easier, if I don't have to think about it, it's kind of the, the the attitude that they have. And I totally get that. I understand exactly why they want that, but that's usually the next area that they're going to have an issue with. Well, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like we, we yeah. are very much, uh, and I, 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 I agree with you. I don't think it's a laziness, but it's yeah, like, it's I have so many yeah. other things to focus on. If I yeah. don't have to focus on this thing <laughs> and it can do it for me, but, but understanding there's trade-offs, right? I think right. Yeah, as, totally. as creative people, as you know, you, you give up some of control mm-hmm. and I, I, you just have to understand that. And there's pros and cons like fast, yeah. easy output versus like, is it what I want it to be? Is it, you know, right. and and so I, I definitely understand that, but I can see that, that, that challenge, right? Like mm-hmm. what's, and hopefully what it leads to is people saying like, oh, that was pretty good. But now, now, now beyond that, I want to put a little bit more of my spin on it, more control because yeah. I, I've used some of those tools and blown away by what they can do. Mm-hmm. But also I realize it's like, I'm getting the same thing over and over and over. Uh, it looks the same, feels the same. It's like, right. well, okay. So, yeah. so yeah. So I love, I love that thinking though, that like, okay, do what it takes to get you to make something. Mm-hmm. Just get just get started. So yeah. co- coming back to the idea of perfection, because I, I I gotta imagine that when you are working with someone and they they are past the kind of uh well maybe they're having the perfection issues because on camera I make mistakes I didn't say something right or right. I get into the editing and it's like oh my gosh I've got to t- change all these things. 
What's for you? How do you help someone find that sweet spot between it's good enough, just just enough polish, um, and but not so much that you're spending like uh, forever on it? Because right. I, I don't know if you've heard this, but video editors often will say like a video is never done. It's only I only I ran out of time. Right. Like yeah. a, a movie is never done. You just got to deliver right. it because you need to make money. But right. So so what's the balance that you find? Like, how do you how do you find that sweet spot for someone? Um, it depends on what their issue is. Like I, I'm thinking of a current client that I have, I'm working on a project for her and, um, she complained about a lot of things that had to do with the way that she looked or things of that nature. And there are, there are, in those instances, especially if I didn't even notice it, I'm like, what are you talking about? No one is going to see that. And you know, my conversation usually in that situation and and what I ended up doing with this particular client is I said, we have to get something out there mm-hmm. and you have to be accepting that it's not going to be perfect. And anyone that you follow, because I think a lot of people tend to look at YouTubers or anybody that does video, whether it's on YouTube or, or it's um, somewhere else, and they see how perfect their stuff looks. It looks so amazing. And they think that that's how they started. Mm -hmm. The reality is if you go to that person's channel and you go to their very first video that they uploaded and you compare it to what you're seeing, you will see it's a night and day difference. And that is because the better that you, the more often you do it and the better that you get at it, the more you're going to change and you're going to improve but you can't come out the gate perfect. It just doesn't work that way because there's always going to be something that's a little, you know, I'm never happy with any of my videos, any of them, but I just put them out there because if I don't, I will never ever release a video. Yep. So you have to just get to a point where you're like, okay, next time, note to self, don't do whatever or don't, wear my hair that way, or don't dress in this color or whatever the issue may be. And in in some instances, it might be, okay, loosen up my edit there. I was a little too choppy in that, in that particular um, shot. So it, you just need to understand that you're going to get better as time goes on and you just can't obsess over it at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember the name of the principle, but people, we often think of ourselves and what others are going to think way more than other people are actually oh, thinking God, about yeah. what we think. Like, yeah. and, 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 and I get it, right? I am, I am right there. I am critiquing myself even as we go through this interview about all the, oh gosh, I said this wrong. I did it. Right. This. Like, I, like, look, I know, but yeah. to your point, I love that. Like, you've got to get it out. And, and we talk often on this show kind of, and I'll, I'll wrap up today's show the same way I wrap it up always is kind of talking about this idea of leveling up, right? That just mm-hmm. getting a little bit better. Make, the, make your first video. It's going to be bad. We know. Yeah. But yeah. Then, you, then you learned. Yeah. You can see what works. And then you can make your second video a little bit better and just keep going. Yeah. So I love that, that perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Edie, as we... We're going to get close on time and we're going to jump to our speed round here in just a, a couple of minutes. But what I want to ask is you've made probably, I, I don't even know how many videos I've made, but I imagine you've made a, a lot of videos. You've helped people with a lot of videos. What's one of the hard lessons that you've learned? You know, you had to really earn that lesson that you could share with us to help us to, to get better 
because I, I think there's, you know, obviously there's always a price to be paid when you do creative work, right? Like, oh, I got to had, had to go through that hard lesson. That really sucked. And now I've, right. I've learned. But what's, what's one of those experiences that you had that you feel like could benefit the rest of us listening to, mm. to, to this? That's, I think, outside of, you know, just making sure that you're constantly doing it so that you can get better. Um, because you're not going to have, it, especially when you're starting out, you're not going to have all of the skills that you need in order to complete whatever the prospect is. Case in point, I loved video editing, but I wasn't the greatest at um, motion graphics. So when I first started, I was doing, um, I was trying to teach myself After Effects, which I, you know, understood on a very simplified <laughs> kindergarten, maybe grade school level. And then I discovered that there were templates that were out there where I didn't have to do anything from scratch and I could just use the template as a guide. So the reality for me was that I didn't have to do it all from scratch, that I could make my life a lot, again, with the simple and easy, um, a lot easier and simpler by using the templates as my guide and just incorporating the templates into whatever it was that I was ultimately doing. Nowadays, with Premiere Pro anyway, you have motion graphic templates that are built in to the platform. So you don't even really need to, to do anything on, um, on with using um, After Effects anymore. But I would say it's, it's, you know, it's really just a matter of understanding, embracing the fact that you've got to start small and then you're going to um, be able to level up, if you will, as time progresses. And as you get better at doing it and definitely consistently doing it is what makes you get better at it. I don't know if that really answered your question. Oh, it's, it's a great answer. I, yeah. I, I love it. Uh, and, and I'll just put out there for our listeners. Yeah. Camtasia has templates, has motion yes. graphics stuff you could use too. Not, not that we don't have anything against Premiere Pro or. No, no. But I, and, and that is a point at, that I bring to my, my audience and my clients as well is that you can avoid having the huge learning curve with something like a Premiere Pro and you can utilize um, Camtasia. And I've shared with you how impressed I've been because I've been a Camtasia user since I want to think it was 2007, if not before that. Yeah. Um, so I've seen it go through a lot of changes and I've Absolutely. been so happy and so impressed and 2023 is the bomb. Well, well, thank you for that. And that was not my, my point to get you to no, tell I, us how much you love it. But, but, but I think you're, the, the key there is right. Like build off of what, like I, I mean, I don't know if we want to call it stealing because I'm not really stealing. I'm using like templates and stuff like that, but right. borrow other people's ideas. Yeah. Like I love, and I got to imagine with your background, you do the same thing. You watch something that's mm -hmm. not, not the same thing as like, it's not intended for what I'm doing. I'm like, right. oh. How do they do that? Yeah. How, how can exactly. I make that work for me? Whether right. it's an angle, a shot, a graphic right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's all that you need to do. And you don't even, like you were mentioning, you don't need to necessarily go to that um, level. But if you're just using the templates, that definitely will guide you um, in the right direction. And so it, it really is imperative that you try not to make it too hard for yourself. Just go easy on yourself, especially when you're starting out. Awesome. I love it. Well, Edie, we're going to jump into what our speed round. For those listeners who may not have listened to the, before the speed round, we're going to ask quiz, 
quick questions with quick answers, and it's all determined by the roll of a die. So here we go. All right, Edie, we're going to bring up our our ever famous uh, dice cam here. And I got the 12-sided die, so we're going to drop that in and see where it lands. It looks like it's just off camera a little bit, but it's a 10. So here we go. Question number 10. Okay, you're, you've been obviously working with solopreneurs for a while. You're doing this great stuff working mm -hmm. out there. You made that tr tr uh, transition to do this work. If I had to ask you, what, what's next for you? It could be kind of immediate next or long-term next. Where, where are you headed? Hmm. Immediate next is, I'll answer that with two answers. Perfect. Um, immediately, it's going to be, I am doing more video podcast production for my clients. It sort of happened organically last year when I got my first client and I decided this year that I wanted to pursue it um, a little bit more. So I'm bringing in sort of the same applications and same mindset things that I've been doing for my clients with remote services and with my consulting services into video podcast production, because a lot of people are now branching out and doing either podcasts for the first time and they want to do it for video and audio or they're switching from audio and now want to also include video that just doesn't include just having a general still yeah. um, on their videos on YouTube. And because in YouTube's embracing it so much more, that's the main reason why I'm also um, sort of going in that direction. So that's immediate. Um, long term, I am actually working on an animated movie script um, that has been in the works and in my life for probably about 20 plus years. It was born of an idea that I had way back when I was actually working at a film company. And um, I just kept playing around with it, but I kept telling myself, I'm not a writer, so therefore I can't write it. Mm. And I said that to myself for 20 years. And last year I said, no more, I'm gonna start writing it. Ironically, I ended up getting a client that's a film producer in Hollywood, ironically. And so he's going to help me uh, with it. So we're in the sort of infancy stage right now, but I'm coming up with the storyline and the concept and everything right now. Well, that is amazing. And you will have <laughs> to tell us when we there's something to share because that sounds Most fantastic. Definitely. It sounds yeah. su super exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to our next question. Here comes the die again. This is question number seven. So let's go ahead and switch out the numbers there. So question seven. And I think this, so it's kind of related. So it's interesting how these questions just randomly happen. But it's, if you had to shift careers and out of the world of your consultancy of solopreneurs, and what would you do? Obviously, there's this other thing you just talked about. I, so let, let's put that aside for a second, though. But if you had to shift careers right now, like they said, hey, you got to change to something different. What, what would you want to do? Anything's on the table. To be truthfully honest with you, become a genealogist. Okay. Tell us more. That is, yeah, that is, I was nominated oof, however long ago as my family's genealogist. And <laughs> so I started back in the nineties, um, doing family research, going up to the church of Latter-day Saints in LA and, um, searching for my family tree and getting all the information. And I loved it. Yeah. And would love to do it um, full time. If I had the time, I would love to do it. I would love to help others, specifically um, doing research for the Caribbean islands, because mm -hmm. that's where my family is from. And those records are the most tedious 
to find and go through, but I just, I, I love it. If I could do it full time and get paid for it, even I would do <laughs> for sure. Well, that, that is awesome. And, and it's yeah. uh, what an exciting thing to find. Uh, yeah. Your family <laughs> history, your, your, your ancestors, where they came from their stories. So uh, mm-hmm. that is awesome. Okay. Next roll here. And this will be our last one of the speed run questions. Oh, number 12. We ha- oh, I think we've only ever had 12 come up like one time before. So this is unique. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So what's your go-to for one tool that helps your, you get your job done on a regular basis? So this could be like your one go-to tool. So it could be a software piece of software, physical gear. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be related to video, but one tool that you go to that's like, if I didn't have this tool, my life would be so much harder. Um, well, it is video related. I love um, being able to communicate with my clients or anyone that is communicating with me via email using asynchronous video. Mm-hmm. And um, that's mainly because I kind of am lazy when it comes to um, writing emails. So I don't like to have to sit down and write very detailed emails. I'd rather just flick a Uh, camera on and just say what I have to say and then shoot it off by email. So I love a tool called Loom is what I use for my asynchronous communication. And I don't know what I would do if I did not have that. I use it pretty much every day and it's extremely versatile in terms of being able to use it for email or even not email. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk after. I, I, I might try to convince you to change to snag it but you know i know yes i am i am testing it out yeah <laughs> wait i hear so many good things about loom it's i i can't say anything bad but you know you know i got i'm wearing the shirt i gotta try i, I, <laughs> I love it well edie as we like to wrap up our show we always ask our guests for their final take so edie clark what is your final take I'd have to say my final take is with anyone that is contemplating utilizing video don't avoid it You need to start embracing it as soon as possible because it is the tool that will allow you to get seen by your ideal audience, whether you are actively posting on social media or not. If you're putting videos on YouTube, they're going to get found, whether it's today, tomorrow, or five years from now, as long as you are creating content that your ideal audience is going to want and need, and you need to trust yourself in the ability to convey your message using video and know that your ideal audience is actually waiting for you and they can't learn from anyone else but you. And that's not hyperbole. That is the absolute truth because I didn't believe it for a long time until I started to see the responses for some of my videos where they would say, oh, I've seen videos on whatever the topic is, but I didn't fully understand how to use it or what I could do with it until I watched your video. And so it wasn't until I started to see content like that or responses like that, that I realized that I have a say and that people are going to listen to me. And it's really through trusting my instincts, allowing myself to create videos and putting it out there for my ideal audience to find. I love that. There is a listener for every creator, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, Edie, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. If people want to connect with you, they want to learn from you, where should they go find you? Well, I hang out most times on LinkedIn and YouTube. So you can go to LinkedIn. My handle is virtually in sync, or you can just Google me or search me on the platform, Edie Thomas Clark. 
And then obviously you can go to my website, edclark.com, if you want to learn more about what I have to offer, the services that I have to offer and what I do. Awesome. Well, Edie, thank you so much for joining me here in the Visual Lounge. Thank you, Matt. This has been a pleasure. Absolutely. All right, everybody, go check out Edie's stuff. I mean, look, video does not have to be complicated, but you've got to start. As Edie said, go, go listen to her advice, take her advice and apply it to the things that you're doing. Because here's the thing, as she said so eloquently, better than I can say is that you're only going to get better if you keep going, but if you stop, you never get better. So to give you that as a challenge for this week, and also if, as a challenge, go like and subscribe. Go leave a review for the podcast that helps people find it. We want the word about the Visual Lounge to go out there. We appreciate you listening in every single week. And, you know, we'd love to hear from you. You can always email us at thevisuallounge at techsmith.com. And with that said, we hope everyone takes a minute in their week, in their day to level up and get a little bit better. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.